Welcome to the next episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we look at all the film franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. I'm Justin Camps, and I am here with... Elizabeth Helley. And Tyler Hymanson. And we are on to the next film in the American Tale series. Last episode we listened, uh, we, we talked about um, An American Tale, the original, and this time, uh, we're going to go ahead and dive right into an American tale, Five Goes West. Once upon a time, a little mouse made a big journey. But got lost along the way. He found a land of enchantment. A land of new beginnings. What's that over there? Well, that is more America. Can we go see it? Someday you will come true. Now someday is today. As Steven Spielberg presents an American tale. Fievel Goes West. The further adventures of the Mouskowitz family. As they meet old friends. And new enemies. What do we have here? It appears to be a young pioneer. From the mean streets of New York City. I see you're missing an eye, Pilgrim. That's right. I'm talking to you. To the wide open spaces where a young mouse can stand tall. It's too tough, kid. Get out while you still can. Where dreams can come true. Someday I'll be a big star. So, this is the uh, second of four movies, right? In the uh, American Tale Spoilers. franchise? Yes. yes. Well, we talked about that last episode, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. People want to know how many episodes there's going to be. They want to know how much they're in for. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, this one is called An American Tale, Five Goes West. And uh, let's give a little bit of background on this movie here. So, first one comes out. It's a huge success, right? I- I- I'm pretty sure... At the time, it was like one of the most successful animated films. Most successful non-Disney. Okay, non-Disney. Okay, that's a pretty good caveat. Uh, was and was eventually beaten by Land Before Time. Yes, but yeah, most successful non-Disney animated film. Disney was shaking in their boots, you know. Yeah. So, so that American Tale comes out, and Spielberg is like, "Holy shit! I need to make more of these goddamn movies." <laughs> Even and so much that he, what? What does he do? He, he starts Amblimation with Fievel as the logo. That's right. He starts his own dang company. And I believe that, that this movie predates, like, Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and those things by, like, a year. So, like, this movie comes first and then, like, those those, those Yeah, actually, technically, um, so I was looking at Up Amblimation and um, this was their first film. The big kickoff, there was actually lots of... Uh, news reports and stuff about Spielberg starting his own animation house and they were um, located in England, I believe. Um, it wasn't a U.S.-based uh, sure. animation company. Um, and I'm pretty sure they made only three movies total mm-hmm. and two TV shows. And I don't think that um, the movie, the TV shows you're talking about are included. No, I think that Animaniacs and Tiny Toons were just straight up Warner Brothers. Yeah. Those were yeah. still Spielberg. Steven Spielberg presents. Yeah, yeah, but they weren't part of Amblimation. Well, let's get back to the movies that Steven Spielberg and Amblimation <laughs> made, which is Five Will Goes West and American Tale. Uh, yes, that is the first movie they made. 
uh, funny story when I was looking up <laughs> looking up Amblimation, they were they were actually planning to make a animated cats movie. Yeah, I saw that. Andrew, the Andrew Lloyd Webber cat. And it was in some of the like, you know, news promotions for um uh Five Will Goes West, but that never happened. Uh, it would have been also hilarious. Would Tiger also be starring in that? I hope Potentially. so. Tom DeLuise <laughs> is in cats. I bet he would have made a I guarantee <laughs> he would have made an animator's like, cameo where he's some, like in the background. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Totally. So, uh, yeah, so American Tale, Five O' Goes West, comes out 1991. It uh, doesn't do as well as... Um, well, we can talk, we'll talk about that after. It doesn't do as yeah, well. Let's go into the... Uh... Okay. Well, you guys want to... Yeah, I think, I think that, that, you know, on the surface it makes a lot of sense. We were yeah. talking about how in the framework of a franchise and, and setting up the things that we really liked in the original American Tale were uh, the, taking this immigrant story, kind of giving it this fairy tale attitude, and, you know, going west is, is a continuation of that immigrant story. It's something that's not forced. It's not, you know, it, mm-hmm. it does, on paper, make sense as the next step in a franchise. Yeah. Although, I don't know if we want to get into pro- plot points just yet, uh, but they didn't, they weren't, incredibly creative in terms of yeah. their motivations for going west <laughs> yeah why don't we uh... it, it kind of just throws out the first movie <laughs> yeah. uh... why don't we dive into the movie uh here's a quick uh very brief synopsis here on imdb a family of immigrant mice decide to move out to the west unaware that they are falling into the trap perpetrated by a smooth talking cat and yeah, that's basically a movie. That's the basically. It. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the first like they, they start out with the movie. It starts with like there, there's there's a really fun like CG like dream sequence where Fivel is is just messing people up. Yeah, he is like okay within the first two seconds of the movie, he's, he's shooting guns uh, yeah, all he's, over the yeah. place, <laughs> killing cats that's, with abandon. Right. Which it seems like later on in the movie, like, I don't know if it was, I mean, this is also spoilers, but like, that's the most violent it gets. It's like, yeah, I guess because yeah. it's a dream sequence, they can get as violent as it is because it moves to slingshots afterwards. Yeah. I guess I was, I, I was shocked that uh, he was shooting. I mean, I, okay. I, I don't have any of you guys seen this movie beforehand. Yes. I, I saw it as a kid for sure. I mean, as, it. as I said in the previous episode, like in my mind, it's back to the future three. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. I, don't, I the, didn't know the differences. The, the main song, the dreaming dreams or whatever, that kind of came back to me as she was singing it. But other than that, I don't remember much. Yeah. I remember seeing it as well. And I, I, I feel like I remember seeing commercials and stuff for this all over the place back in the day. Cause it was 1991 would have been in elementary school. Um, yeah seeing the stuff during Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that dream sequence is basically telling you, okay, Five lives in New York, and like most kids of that time, he's into these Western... Yeah, uh, he happened upon a comic books book. Books or stories, <laughs> yeah, or heard actual human children reading Western books or stories, and he's totally into it now. He's into this character who's also a real person, uh, Wiley... Burp, well, the yeah. sheriff. Well, yeah, because I think they showed that he was reading like some sort a comic of, book, basically a comic book, yeah. but kind of like a news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's a like a yeah, it's strip, like a like yeah. a news magazine. Kind yeah. Of thing. So he's totally into the whole western thing, and the uh, Mouskowitzes are not doing well financially. Yeah, know? like they well, they complain about like oh like I thought America was going to be way better. Uh, and it turns yeah. out there's no opportunity at all. It looks like they're living, well, basically they're living in a box. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of looks like they have a worse time the than The cats they, are still They had a... Yeah. In Russia. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, but probably the most important thing that we learned in the first few minutes is that the baby has now permanently yes. reappeared. 
Fival and Tanya's younger sister, uh, Yasha, is now a permanent fixture in the family. She's no longer a little infant. She's got little, uh, like, Maggie Simpson or Michael from Peter Pan, like, yep. footy pajamas. And she's there. She's in it for the whole movie this time. She's there the whole movie, and Fival loses track of her within the first, like, five minutes. Fival does the exact, <laughs> Like, Fival has not learned a lesson. He learned nothing from <laughs> no. the first movie. It's Running ridiculous. off. Dreaming and, dreams. To... to, to, to <laughs> The detriment of his parents as well. They learn nothing either. Yeah, like they, they, like he's out there by himself. He's doing whatever he wants to do. I mean, this one's a little bit more difficult to talk about because, like, there was a great structure to the first one. I, I will say that the movie starts with like some great uh, uh, music by James Horner. There's some really fun uh, yeah, Western they, stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. The dream sequence is fun, but like. Immediately after the dreams sequence, I believe Tanya is singing uh, somewhere out <laughs> so there. So I like, love that because you, she starts singing it again, and you're like, ah, oh, again? Like, yeah. why would they do this again? And then people start throwing vegetables at her. Yeah. And they're like, shut up! And they're like throwing tomatoes at her. And her family's not like, oh, don't worry, sweetie, you're a good singer. They're like, ha ha ha, why don't you get us some no. dinner? And yeah, they're and like, have them throw more stuff. Yeah. It seems like that's how they eat. Like, it seems like they eat by, like, people throwing... Like, they're throwing things, like, as if they can hear the mice... Yeah, I thought... I think it's other mice, maybe. No, but it's it's Everyone humans. just wants her to, like, it, shut up. No, it was humans. It's oh, humans. humans. Yeah, which is why I was going to say I had a question about that, because does that mean that the humans could hear her singing? I, yeah. Or were or they or hearing, they like, like, squeaking noises? Right. And it's like, you know, but you think it's, it's like, definitely it's, it's, humans. It's, it's, it's almost like, like, mangy cat thing. And then the human thing, like, as we were talking about the previous, the previous, uh, in just the American tale, that there's a lot more of the human world interceding with this, this smaller world. And I thought that it would go away. And by the end of this movie, it basically does. Yeah, there's it no does, humans. Yeah. There's hu- there, there, there are. are there, the, but they get phased out. Yeah, the first part of the movie, like, it was funny. I actually had in my notes, like, man, the animation's a lot worse, but I feel like, it, it gets better, actually, as the movie goes on, once they get, like, to the West. But the, the, the first, like, ten minutes of the movie is very much, like, uh, copying the style of the yeah, original film. Because you can see, you know, there's kind of, like, the vignettes of, like, oh, here's all the humans at the train station, and they all look sad, and they're kind of in the background, and... But the humans pretty much go away once they get to the... Yeah, and so basically, like, like we get there, and, and they basically throw out, like, all the promise, no cats in America, everything that was, that was young and exciting about the... Not young and exciting, but just exciting about, about the first film. Like, <laughs> they, they're basically like, oh, like, like, we messed up, like, we should have stayed in Russia. Enter the most absurd plot point yeah. that any villain could ever yeah, throw together. so, it makes me so sad that these mice are so dumb, because in the first movie, they fall for... A cat dressed up as a rat, right? Which okay, right. but that was know, pretty. That convincing. was more convincing. We, no, we as an we as an audience fell for it <laughs> because because it was extremely true. misleading. This this is a, like a wooden, like an incredibly crappy wooden puppet with like visible strings that this evil guy named um, Cat R Wall yes. is uh, controlling. Like, Played by the Pinocchio. great John Cleese. Yep. Doing yes. doing some fun work. Like yes. he is he is he is an interesting sure. villain. But the mice fall for this carnival barker, you know, wooden puppet saying, Come to the West, you know, the well, great af- after these cats have decimated yeah, their basically neighborhood. Pogrom part two. Yeah. Yeah, these uh, these yeah. these like western cats draw all dressed up like they're from the West appear in New York for some reason. Right. Because I guess there's no mice out in the West. Right. They got to convince all these dumb New York mice to come all the way yeah. out 
And well, we, we can get more into, like, what his actual plan is, because it doesn't make a lick of sense. It's pretty stupid. And there are, we learn also later that there are mice in the West. Right. The native mice. Oh, yeah. That I was hoping uh, you, that I mentioned. You, let's you, get speak to that. Of, you, you speak of the mouse. He <laughs> let's, hold, let's hold on to that for a second. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a whole other problem. That's a whole other thing. All right. So they've got this freaking Pinocchio mouse who's all like, come to the West. Hey, guys, I got all these extra tickets on the train to the West. It's going to be great. And the, and the train is basically like a like a, a animal cracker box <laughs> at the base of the caboose. Yeah, like taped to the bottom of a train. So I think one big contrast too between these two movies in the first one they really showed the immigrants journey into America they're on the boat they get separated they go through immigration this one they do not show with the typical American journey like you know it yeah, been, there's, should have been a wagon yeah, there's, a train, there's already like, a train heading out it should out, have yeah. been a journey and the wagon and you know dysentery like Oregon <laughs> Trail type like you know to, obviously great. not to Oregon you know to the west but um yeah, it was right. Just like, okay, just get on the train and get in there so we can start the, uh, you know, this uh, Western town stuff. Forget the journey. Forget the experience. It's just very, like, let's get them there. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so the mice all fall for this plan, even though as uh, they're celebrating and, like, grabbing the tickets, uh, Kat Arwal definitely goes, like, meow! Like, well, and, right and, while they're there and no one's like, this this, oh. this little, like, carnival barker act <laughs> happens down in the sewers after they've all been chased after the neighborhood's been destroyed. Right. And then this carnival barker is like, cats are nice out west. Like, you don't have to worry about it. So basically they fall for the same thing. There's right. like, there's cats, but they're nice. Or things then, will be better and, in the west. And then they sing the same, then they get on the train, then they sing the same song. Yes, with, we, with, with with cameos by racial stereotypes. Yeah. Same, so same yeah. Italian guy, he's yeah. like, yeah, we're going back. Yeah. We, yeah, we have our first song on the train, and I, uh, this song is, first of all, not very good. <laughs> um, does it start with like, with like a train chant, like, go. West. Yeah, they're, they're, it's like west. way out west. Yeah, way out west. It's a total way out west. Way out west. Complete Casey Jr. ripoff. The, pro- so, the problem know, with it, like, um, once they get into the chorus, like the music behind it actually sounds really good. Like again, it's the it was James Horner writing right. the songs, uh, and um, but like the way they recorded the vocals or something, it sounds like all the people singing on top of each other and really jumbled and also really fast, like. And so sometimes I'm like, I can't even tell what they're saying. But then once they get into the, into the chorus, it's all like, duh, 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 duh. I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. But the song goes by in like two seconds and then it's... Well, it's really short and it's actually really the only like traditional musical song in the movie. All the other songs are performances. This is the only one that's like yeah. know, of a musical where the characters like break out into song. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess... Where the, the first one... movie was a musical. This one is like a couple performances and this one musical number. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like splitting hairs. We, but... did, we did skip past like one thing where like in that dream sequence he's like, I'm Philly the Kid, which is the only time he says that. That's true. And then, and then his buddy is gone. Like that character yeah. is... he though? Is he? Um, so let's, let's get to, uh, (laughs) so I I would say for all intents and purposes, he's gone. Yeah, no. Um, but let's get to the, so, okay. I, I, apparently there's a, there's like a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you guys watched the movie, but I I, I definitely saw him in the movie. It's like a reuse of animation situation. He's there. Yeah. But anyways, he, uh, okay. So they're all on the train. Everyone's there except for Tiger, who, uh, again, is back. Tiger is back, played by yeah. Dom DeLuise. Oh, we also and, get a scene where his girlfriend breaks up with him to go right. west. Yeah, yeah. Tiger, right. uh, Tiger's girlfriend, played by Amy Irving, as like the the um, 
She's Alley like Cat with a heart of gold. Yeah. yeah. She's and like she sounds singer. exactly like Slappy Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She uh, she leaves ahead of them, and then um, Tiger comes back and has missed the Moskowitz. Moskowitz is leaving. They left him a note because apparently they can write in a font that's large enough for Tiger to read. Yep. Yep. And then he tries to catch the, the train, and he gets bounced around, and he gets scared by like seven dogs. Yep. <laughs> and then he he so he gets on the tra- he's on their train, but he lands in the dog car or something, right? Well, like he he goes through this like this really like Looney Tunes type sequence that that feels uncharacteristic. Like it's one of those things that's completely out of character with the first movie. But this is like the whole movie is like no, no. But like, but it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, yes, absolutely correct. It's the first taste of like oh well, like this is wildly different. Like it feels more like a, like an Animaniacs, Tiny Toons type wacky comedy thing where he's falling from 200 feet getting bounced around like a pinball it makes pinball noises and then these things happen like it's like this is this movie setting a different tone which jars with as we're saying earlier that the animation style was trying to make it fit with the previous movie so it's kind of this really strange oh like we're watching like a, a looney tunes movie now yeah he so he bounces from the trains lands in the water and what's in the water a dog, dog fish. fish. <laughs> Which is horrifying. I was really upset with this movie because I was trying to count all the like cat puns and yep. I just had to give up. Too yep. many too many cat puns and, and then later there's dogs. There's dogs. It's yeah. it's not even that there's just a dogfish. Dom Delamese goes, huh. Dogfish. Dog yeah. <laughs> and then the very next thing he's getting caught with a bunch of catfish that actually yeah. go meow, meow, meow. Yeah. That dogfish was terrifying, by the way. It looked like the radioactive fish from The Simpsons. Like it was oh, yeah. very right. Blinky is a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing terrifying about him. Sure. Let him into your heart. Yeah. yeah. Um So let's just skip to um them get into the West. Yeah. Well, I'd or love to it? do I'd love to do that, but <laughs> Fievel does the same shit yes. where he leaves oh, right. and he's like, yeah. oh, like in the first one, he's like, I want to see the fishes. And he's, I guess he doesn't say this. I guess he wants to go see the cows. I, I the guess. The of a train. Yeah. Yeah. He overhears so he, the evil plan. Well, no, so so he, he leaves his, his family's area for no reason. Yeah. Like does a, a harrowing thing across the undercarriage of the train, gets to the cow car where all of these cats, the main cat being voiced by Jean Cleese, are playing cards, and they're playing cards as a device so they can unveil their evil plan. That's right. Which is dumb as shit. Yeah, what is his evil plan? His evil plan is to have the mice come out west and help him build his town. And really, though, they just... I think it's only to build the saloon. Like, it's not even the whole town. Right. They're going to build a saloon, and then they're gonna, we're going to make them into mice burgers, right? Mouse burgers. Mouse burgers, Mouse burgers. Yeah. Mouse yeah. burgers. Now, we can't just eat them, you know, wholesale like they did before. That was a New York thing. Now that you're going out west, you got to, you know, grind them up and make them into a patty <laughs> yeah. before you eat them. <laughs> yeah. This was the this was the uh, really gross scene where he's like slathering butter all over. Yeah, that's ever. correct. That's correct. Ugh. And and he's and he's, he's doing, like mm. he's doing like a compelling like villain thing. Where, <laughs> Eat that where, butter. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, no, but where, where he's saying like 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 oh I want to eat you so bad, but he's like he's like but I'm so civilized, a smart man wouldn't do this. And he's like oh but you're so delicious. He's like oh but a good businessman would never do that. Yeah. And and it, he does do something that's genuinely kind of terrifying. Of, of what is it, the flying R is what they call it. 
oh, yeah. of, of where he lets Fievel go because he says, oh, well, a, a baby mouse, like, I can't let him know our plan, but they'll be looking for him, so we'll let him go, it'll be fine, it makes it seem like he's kind of a good guy, and then Fievel, like a dumb fuck, is like, thanks, Mr. Cat, like, you're the best! And, uh, and then they send a spider who's wearing eight different cowboy boots, voiced by John Lovitz, <laughs> out underneath a chain... To then he calls everybody out. Like the, the John Cleese goes mouse overboard. I think he says mouse overboard. Yeah, a train. on a train. Yeah, and and then this uh, spider like is underneath the chain and then throws Fievel off the train so that everybody sees him get thrown off the train so he doesn't disappear. Which is actual villain shit. Like that is a good plan. That's true. Which is why it's so upsetting that his actual plan sucks so much. <laughs> well, yeah, and I just want to mention that the uh, spider is named. T.R. Tula, uh, which, you know, since there's already so many racial stereotypes in this movie, they should have just made him Hispanic. Like, they should have just got Cheech, and he could have been like, T.R. Tula, you know? Like, I don't know. <sighs> Instead, names, we got the names are John terrible. Lovitz. I, I, yeah, racial stereotypes aside, the puns are the thing that's killing me. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, we forgot to mention um, that when it's decided that uh, the family's going to go out west, Fievel performs some kind of black magic and takes his hat and, like... Oh, his, his hat his is hat magical. His hat magically uh, reverses itself into a white cowboy hat. Right. Uh, and he wears it like that for the rest of the movie, pretty I was, much. That was so, so unbelievable. Uh, I, I guess I guess I, I can't make... I was about to do, like, a Westworld joke, but I guess I shouldn't get into Westworld spoilers on a No, don't West. do it. We'll get emails. <laughs> oh, like a white hat? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know where I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know where I was going with this. Um, so... So they get to the west. They They're get to the west. Five is stranded again. Oh yeah, so he's like now just like in the desert wandering around. Yeah, yeah. Like and they, it's so funny because the family's reaction, the mom is pretty much the same reaction. Like, oh my baby, blah, blah, blah. And the dad's like, ah, you know what? He'll catch up just like he always well, does. Well, because he remembers from the last movie that he found yeah, his way there. Right? Yes, <laughs> but this again seems like quite a stretch. So, and the sister, she didn't say anything this time. Yeah, she's like, too worried she about just, her music career. Yeah. And yeah. The, <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Like, like, like there's a weird, like, like, her subplot is is really shoehorned in and clumsily handled. I liked that Tanya had her own story uh, this no, time. I, no, I love that she has her own story. <laughs> but it's a dumb story. I, no, 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 no. I just hate like, her family reactions to it. It's she just, has like, all the good songs. She, like, so I, we should mention that like when she's getting onto the train, there's some actors... <laughs> Like, like rehearsing oh. and they're doing Shakespeare things. And then, like, the parents are like, you don't want to associate with that. Don't talk to those <laughs> lower <laughs> types. Yeah, she says something like that. Yeah. She says something oh, like no, they... she says something. You don't need to associate with people less fortunate than us. Yes. 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 I was like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah, it's so... Well, it's kind of weird, too, because her dad is clearly a musician. So it's right, like, what is the right. problem with her wanting to uh, sing? But, oh, well. It's not clear. Yeah. Uh, but so so where we're at when the first act basically wraps up is that Tiger and Fievel are stranded in the desert. Oh, God. Somewhere in the <laughs> desert. And the Maskowitzes have made it to, uh, out west to Green River. Mm-hmm. State indiscriminate, but it's Green River. And, and they get there and they're already disappointed. So I, I, what I was going to say before uh, we were talking about um, everyone getting off the train, mm-hmm. the mice get off the train and they immediately all go and run and find houses. Like, they just jump in some trash. Yeah, they're and just they're like, like, "Here's this a can, is my house now. Here's a shoe. Here's a toilet roll. Oh god!" Um, <laughs> and then in, in that scene, they show Tony Tapony and his wife running in and grabbing one of the houses and putting out a sign that says "Home Sweet Home," and it definitely is the same exact drawings of those mice. Yeah, but I I really don't take that as canon. Like, I take that the same way that, I, like, 
Belle's walking in the street while Quasimodo's singing, or you know, Hercules. Has yeah, a but dead, that's not even in the. But this is blanket. different. This is different because this is the same franchise. And so I think it's, instead of having those characters actually in the movie, the animators put in like a nice little thing like, oh, they're actually still they're out there. there. They, they came, came along. Too. They came along because it seemed like all the mice in that town. So, so, <laughs> and so, so Fievel has grown up not at all. Nope. And, and Tony is, is of marrying age. <laughs> yeah. And Fievel's like, like, and Tony, he... Tony, you're dead to me. Yeah. Like, you got a wife? Like, we're not hanging out anymore. That's right. <laughs> He's like, Tiger's my best friend now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Us. We don't even talk to each other. We're on the same train, not talking to you. Exactly. Oh Cutting God. him out of the movie. You. You're out. You're out. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't notice that, but that, that makes I took it down in my notes because I was that, like, that I makes, that makes I'm pretty sure. I think it's somewhere in between. I think it's yeah, somewhere between. I think I, that, yeah, that I think it's, think. it's a reuse of animation and probably a nice throwaway that they didn't think about that people would be watching these back to back and have an issue with it. Yeah. But we do. <laughs> um, so uh, let, let's get into what I think is one of the most horrifying things in this movie. Sure. Um, so like you guys said, there are uh, Tiger and Fievel are wandering the desert now yep. uh, somehow they're both in the desert yep <laughs> and uh like any good desert film <laughs> people stuck in the desert you start to see mirages right yeah, yeah. Of so of course first thing Fable sees is like these family his family off in the yeah. distance and they're all like Fable. because because mirages sound like ghosts Fable. it is established <laughs> And he's doing optical illusion. He's doing his thing. <laughs> also, also have reverb effects. That's right. <laughs> they still they're like getting closer, getting closer. He gets closer, and he goes Papa, or no, he says like Mama, and hugs the mom. And like you see, uh, all the the Moskowitz family, they look normal. And then a second later, they all start to melt in these horrifying. Like, no, it's like it's this horrible, <laughs> yeah. like deforming, like, like Salvador Dali type yeah, like, like, animation. Oh. And then stretch and then out. They melt and then stretch. Yeah. And, and then they're, they're cacti. And he goes, Youch! Yeah. Like he didn't notice he was hung in a, a cactus. A cactus before him. I don't know why I said that. But I rewatched that scene a million times and even tweeted out a photo of it because it was so terrifying. Because their face is like creepy. I, oh, there, there's another thing that I found more terrifying in the movie, but we'll get to it when it comes okay, up. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and then Tiger's also wandering and I think he sees a mirage of the... Miss Kitty, right? Of Miss Kitty, yeah. 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 And, but then they both see a mirage of each other. Well, do yeah. they? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's They think it's a mirage of each other, and they just walk right by <laughs> Oh, each no, no, no. So, yeah, Fievel and Tiger, Yeah, like, they they see each other, and then they're like, hey, mirage, Tiger. Hey, mirage, Fievel. Fievel. That was, like, the saddest part. Yeah, and then they, they just pass each other. I thought it was going to be one of those things where they pass each other, but then right when they get past each other, they're like, Oh wait a minute! It's I know. Not a mirage, they do but it they like did a, it. They just kept walking. And they do a double along. take. Yeah. So Tiger keeps walking right along until he runs into some very interesting mice. Interesting. Who wants in, to tackle in this that, one? In... <laughs> well, I just want to say that I did call the this Snyder my family prediction. wants to tackle this one. <laughs> That's terrible. I did say that I hoped the second movie would, uh, you know, explain about the native field mice and their plight. Uh, we didn't quite get that. <laughs> this is exactly what it is. Field mice. Um, I'm I'm right that they are the mouse hecans, correct? Did they actually say that. I believe uh, so. I don't remember that, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they're the most stereotypical 
you know, Indian, yeah, uh, Native they even, American. They, they do everything that you would imagine. They say uh, how, and they do the... I don't Tiger even says to, how. I don't even want to do it because it's so racist, but the palm in front of the, uh, the mouth Tiger's sound. first line to them is, how are you, are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why? It was so <laughs> bad. And uh, then the, I actually Pretty looked terrible. it up to figure out what the name of this trope is because I was like, it's got to have a name. It's the God Guys trope where somebody oh. is mistaken as a god by a primitive tribe and either uses it to their advantage or, you know, something like that. The gods so. must be crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. so they're like feeding him all this food. They think he's a god, Tiger. Yeah, they yeah. think Tiger's a god. And they think it's like, it's like, it's this bit, and maybe this is because I grew up in the desert, but it's like this bit where they're feeding him all these vegetables, and it's like, it's great, and you see him like eating all these vegetables, and it's supposed to be funny, and I'm like, he's eating all of their food. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they're gonna, they're gonna die. They're in the desert, like, but they have like, like a giant pumpkin. Like, 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 like they, it's not like they have like a massive storehouse of like, <laughs> there's not, they're not, there's there's not plenty. Like, they have to scavenge and move. I'm thinking way too much about, like, yeah. the actual fight <laughs> of these of They seemed these fine with it. Mice. They seemed fine with it. But it was, it was, it was not, it was, ter- it was terrible. <laughs> Anyways, so, Fievel then comes upon the tribe, right? And well, he gets captured by a hawk. Oh, yeah. They yeah, shoot yeah, the hawk yeah. down with fireworks. Yeah, why do they have fireworks? <laughs> I don't know. Like, because because anybody knows that Indian reservations sell fireworks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just because they didn't want to show them with, like, flaming arrows or something? Or? I mean, we already had guns earlier No, on, they, so they could have just given them been, flaming arrows. Yeah. Why would they it is, it is, no, it is the awful thing that Indian reservations sell fireworks. Oh, really? I don't even know Probably could, Yeah, and fireworks look cooler in the animation. I don't know. But no, they're, Anyways, they're, they shoot it down with fireworks. The, the reason, I, I will say that the thing that is cool about, and it, it is a cool-looking scene, is that they have Tiger like hung up on a spit? They're gonna cook him uh, yeah. or whatever. And there's a rock formation that looks just like him, uh, and and so that's why they take him down and do the whole thing. And then right. they climb up this rock formation to shoot down this hawk <laughs> for indiscriminate reasons. I, mean, I guess I guess it makes sense that like they, they don't want the hawk to be around. I mean, the hawk would also attack them, right? Yeah, so, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, and and then so Fievel gets dropped. Uh, he 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 gets dropped and lands in uh, like a thing of water. And then immediately, like, Tiger picks up whatever he's on and puts it in his mouth and starts eating him. I forgot. This is relatively horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, And, like, my favorite, I think one of my favorite lines in the movie, I I marked this down, like, Fievel is inside his mouth. And he, the first thing he says is, goes, he goes, oh, no, I'm in a mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And I, like, I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. Because he says it so earnestly, like, oh, no. I'm in a mouth. (laughs) And so, yeah, he grabs onto the uvula and makes Tiger, you know, cough him out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they talk to each other and Fievel's like, uh, I gotta go, you know, keep going out west. And Tiger is, even though he knows his girlfriend's out there, he's like, eh, you know, I'm just gonna stay here and keep eating. Uh, I don't want to be rude to these guys. I don't know if he knows for a fact that his girlfriend's in Green River. I don't think he knew. Does he? That. I yeah. thought she said I think that. she was No, just no, leaving. no. She says she's just leaving out uh, west. Okay, like, I don't enough. think that he knows for a fact that she's in Green River. Yeah. And it's only... I mean, that's later. Um, but still, rather than accompanying his child best friend to find <laughs> his family, he says, I'm just going to stay here. Fievel's <laughs> like, I gave up Tony to Pony for this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Fievel's like, well, how am I going to get there? And he's like, I've got an idea. Go by... Wait, what is it called again? They, it, it's a tumbleweed. It's a tumbleweed, but he calls but it something A sage coach. Sage yeah. coach, yes. Oh, right. It's a which sage is, coach. Which is not, not a tumbleweed. Not right? a tumbleweed at all. I was just yeah. trying to block all puns out of my mind. Yeah. So, sage yeah, so the, the five like, hops on the tumbleweed, and it blows him 
Right, directly well, uh, to, the town, to, to the to the sounds of rawhide. Yeah, there's a fun sequence with the the Blues Brothers rawhide. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. Where all the, the where all the rabbits song. are like singing the song. Yeah, and all the animals get into it, and he just you never quickly... seen Blues Brothers. I mean, not when I was seven. Oh, I thought you meant, <laughs> I thought you meant just now was the first time. No, you heard no, that no. Song. <laughs> that's the first. That's was the like, first what? time I heard that song. In my lifetime. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I was like, how is that the first time you heard that song? Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're losing so anyways, it. anyways, it gets there. Um... Well, I think that there's an interesting thing that before what was happening in Green River is that, like, the Maskowitzes are, like, they're standing there wherever else is, like, grabbing up every piece of real estate. And then Papa Maskowitz is like, we're not, we might not be fast, but we work smarter. And then they get, oh, like, yeah. a house underneath the water. And then Chula blocks up this water tower with a cork, <laughs> which, like, doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, because that's bad? Isn't it good? Like, because they yeah. should want to save the water in the tower? But, like, the Papa... But the mice want it to, like, leak out everywhere. Yeah, Papa has this crazy fantasy about the water touching the ground and turning Pop- everything. Papa wants, at the, like, he thinks Green River, Peter Gabriel's gonna come, sing a song, <laughs> and it's gonna be the end of Wally. That's what he wants to happen. He thought Green River was gonna be a literal <laughs> Green <actual> River. <laughs> Man, he's so dumb. He's super uh, dumb. So, so, so they end up when like they live in a tin can, and it's worse. And so you think there's going to be this water subplot that that's that's the only scene where it has any importance yeah, at all until yeah, later. Yeah, until later. Yeah. But um, um, so yeah, then uh, Fivel. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden he's back because like, he takes right. the stage couch. And they're like, "Oh great, you're back! Cool." <laughs> there's there's that's a thing it. that it made me so angry when he comes back. And it's the same thing that we were pissed about in the first one, where like he's da- he's dancing around and like he's right there and his family doesn't see him. In this one, they do it in the they do the same dumb bit where like two dudes are carrying a pane yes. of glass, right? <laughs> yes, like yes. like we're guys carrying a pane of glass, but it's fine. But yeah, but this pane of glass is filthy. Yeah. <laughs> and so he sees his family and then like wipes a hole in this up like this apparently fresh pane of glass that they're going to put up somewhere cuz that's where they're carrying it. Wipes it like the guys stop moving, I guess, so that he can wipe a hole in it and then sees his family through it. At least he finds his family like immediately. immediately yes. Yeah. No, it's true. But it's like it's one of those He like, doesn't like wipe the glass and go, "Nope, still not my parents." <laughs> Just more cacti. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of good that they went with a different plot rather than, well, he's lost again for the whole movie and that's the plot. Like, this time he just kind of got miniature lost like I two mean, times. for a third of the movie he's lo- it's yeah, the same plot. Yeah, but I don't, like, you see, I don't know if it would have been better if it was lost oh, was the oh, no, thing I'm again. Oh, no, I'm not like, saying that. I'm saying bound one and two, you know, should, like, did they, they really get lost again? again. <laughs> yeah, anyways, but, um, so they're all reunited and they're all happy again and, uh, then we see Tanya paint, or no, we find out that Miss Kitty has been brought there by Cat R. Wall to perform at the saloon and she's mad about something. Yeah, um, we kind of, we, yeah. we, we see the mice are building the saloon and then we go inside the saloon and see all the cats are in there. And um, they're trying to suppress their urges to yeah. eat the br- mice. Burgers. The one cat kisses a mouse and like starts freaking the fuck out. He's like, I can't do it, man. Yeah. Like, I can't do it anymore. And there's like a cat doctor in there who's like, yes, we're going to build the mouse. <laughs> who, is, who, 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 is, who is like a strange love ripoff. Who also ends up being like the same voice as the, oh, this is like all my Animaniacs nerdery. I thought that too. But he sounds like he's like the Animaniac psychiatrist. Yeah, Dr. Scratches. The whole movie, I was wondering exactly how many mice it takes to make a mouse burger. And according to the drawing, it takes three. Three mice. Also, 
<laughs> they don't grind them into a burger. They just put them in a burger they put bun. They bread and call yeah, it Yeah, and that's it. So, like, this is the weird thing, too, where when, when, they get to, when they get to the town, you see, like, three human people outside the town. Then you get inside the saloon, which is built at this point, right? Yeah. Well, they're currently building it, yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty much, much built. Yeah, pretty much built. Uh, and and it's, mal- it's cat-scaled. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily make sense. Like, so the mice have built a cat-scaled I know, saloon. There, so there's several times in the movie where I was like, okay, this cat is... First of all, they all stay on their hind legs. And there's a couple times where I'm like, the cat looks like he's about human size. Right. <laughs> so and he's wearing clothes. Like, maybe I'm giving it way too much credit. But maybe... By the fact that the town is so deserted, and the fact that they take a train and not a covered wagon, maybe we're supposed to think that it's a ghost town already. No, be, no, because because he, he, he when, when, no because yeah, yeah. because the most horrifying thing in the movie to yes. me is that is when is when Cat Arwal jumps up through the floorboards, ends up there's oh, people in the saloon, yes. and then he ends up in like boobs. like very animated boobs, and yeah. a woman just going pussy pussy pussy. pussy. <laughs> no, she was like pussy 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 pussy. Oh, pussy. pussy pussy pussy. Yeah, like, pretty much, pretty much. And You're it's right. like, and it's just and it's just boob right. overlap. She that, grabs like, him and immediately animators had to do that. Yeah, and you don't see her face. Well, and then the... It's not even a joke. Like, it's just like, why is this happening? I forgot I need a cat in my boobs immediately. That that saloon is, like, bumping, but then the rest of the time the town is completely deserted. Well, they ran out of animation budget for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so, okay, forget it. I gave them way too too much credit. I love... I love... I see in your notes here, just pussy pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's weird. She doesn't say, like... She comes back later, but... Later she, she says she says pussy poo or something. This one she literally no. is just saying no no pussy pussy pussy. <laughs> Miss, uh, uh, I'm gonna keep saying uh, it. Miss, I guess. Miss Kitty calls him pussy poo. Yeah, but oh yeah, and then and then and then, and then later and then later the same woman like they bring it back. I was like, yep, you remember that thing that was weird? It was totally fine. Yeah, and we're yeah. doing it again. Oh god. Um, okay, so so now we get to the Tanya. Tanya, thing. she's painting with gold and just wasting it everywhere but she's supposed to be painting the letters on the like, pane of glass but she's I did not like, notice it was gold I didn't notice around. that at all I didn't yeah, yeah it's I like it was, oh you're right and she's like dancing around and it's like going on the fairy tale book and animating it oh right so she's just like in her own little world singing and dancing and she has so an amazing voice Mr. Cat Arwal comes up like an incredibly it just weird creepy pedophilic like Lolita Phantom of the Opera situation where he's like her singing is so beautiful and because his hand is about the size of her he puts his hand behind her (laughs) and she starts dancing with his hand like kind of like uh, I think they wanted it to be cute like a sleeping beauty uh, you know I'm dancing with the clothes but that was was a prince but it was creepy as hell so she starts dancing with the cat's hand and she's just fantasizing and she like crawls into his hand and he gets he carries her all the way back to the saloon to the dressing room where Miss Kitty is mm-hmm. before she like comes out of her trance and she's like oh I'm in the saloon with cats like what happened but it's incredibly creepy the way that he is yeah. like and, and it, into her and, and it and is just... and, and it's even more creepy because we've seen what a creep he is and Fievel knows what a creep he is when he meets up with his family he says Oh man, like Tiger's a god and like says a bunch of crazy nonsense, but then also tells them exactly what the cat's plan are. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, silly Fievel. Like, like, just stupid, don't worry about it. Stupid like, kid. And, and then and then cut to to Tanya doing that's the context that that whole creepiness happens under. It would be creepy in a vacuum. Yeah. It is creepy knowing that he is trying to kill her entire family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he takes her back and like, you know, Miss Kitty kind of takes her under her 
paw, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and well, uh, ca- paints, cat or, cat paints or... her up like a whore. And, uh, yeah. Like, puts heavy makeup on her, and then they now throw her beautiful. out there on the stage. Well, I, I, well, the one thing I'll say is that what she does say is, like, always remember that, like, the woman is not the person, like, on the mask, the person is inside. Like, like Miss Kitty does, like, it's, yeah, it, she's, she's caring. Yeah, Like, like, Miss, Miss Kitty, uh, like... It, that's that's Tiger's girlfriend. Seems like that she's been swindled a little bit too in coming out here. She's yeah. not happy. She treats Cat Wall like she can handle him. Like, uh-huh. like so she puts him away and and then softens for Tanya. Thinks that she has a talent and, and tries to take care of her yeah. in a way. Like it's not it's not as predatory. Yeah. Uh, and and it kind of works in that way. And Cat Wall to play into his character, the reason that that he wants her there is that he was auditioning other singers, right? And he was like, "There's not enough." Yeah. Good well, singers. that same that those, same opera singer that they. Terrible were actor, fun of. actor yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's like, I, you know, this is not befitting of my intellect, and and he thinks that Tanya is yeah, like she's his, his muse, you know. Right. So, um, so then she gets on stage and she immediately sings like a bumpin' western. This was my favorite song. song uh, which it's really, we, it's a we've great only song. heard her sing these like sappy yeah. ballads, and then she all of a sudden. But it's is, like, like this kind know, of like dun, 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 It's dun, almost it's almost a Dolly Parton song. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's really like totally. a golden horseshoe. It's like a foot stomp. Yeah, yeah. And all the cats are like into it. They're all singing, and that was my favorite song actually. Yeah, it's, it, it's actually like it starts out there, and it's it's like she's she has stage fright. She's scared, and yeah. and and Miss Kitty kind of gives her the yeah. confidence. She's like, like somewhere. yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, not that song, not that song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like it's 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 played with some real emotion, and yeah. and like and you're you're rooting for her, but. The problem with that scene is that it's independent of the entire movie where it's saying, like, she's chasing fame. Like, they're trying to shame her for doing what she's doing. (laughs) And then, like, one of the best scenes in the movie is when she succeeds at this. And then, I mean, her arc is her rejecting this. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, well, like, that's that's the insane thing about it. One of the more enjoyable songs is, is... under the pretense of it being gross and weird, <laughs> and the, and no one else in the movie wants it to happen. Yeah. So, uh, Fievel also happens to be in there while she's singing. He's being chased around by... John Lovitz is trying to cook him in a conf- bottle, Yeah, right? he yeah, confronts... Yeah, yeah. confronts uh, <laughs> What's-his-face? Cat R. Wall again, and Cat R. Wall is like, eh, screw you, whatever. And the He kind of gets distracted by Tanya. Yeah. And then the spider is chasing him around while she's singing. Which is super weird because like she's right there, yeah, she <laughs> and like and like everyone in the saloon is trying to kill five. Yeah, yeah and she's she, too into her own career. Like right. I said, yeah, he yeah, tries exactly. to tell her like we got to get out of here. He's a bad guy. And she's like, eh, you yeah, she's like, fuck me. off. I got a singing voice now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm famous. I'm, an, I'm a new actress in this so movie. Famous. I've got a better yeah. singing voice. So, so five will leaves and he's all dejected. No one will listen to me. Everyone's gonna die tomorrow at sundown. I guess is what. Yeah. Is oh, we, right. Because because then we we hear Cat Wall's plan. Because five comes back. Five has. Has an amazing penchant to stumble in when Catar Walls telling people exposition. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, well and he, like all this trouble they went through to get these mice here, it really just only takes like two days to yeah. build the saloon. It doesn't. It doesn't make. Like, it makes yeah, no yeah. fucking sense. Yeah. So okay. So I don't know if you guys, listeners out there, remember earlier in the movie we were talking about how. Um, Fievel was obsessed with Wiley Burp. Oh yeah, he's so obsessed. And now we're dog, by the way. now we're fifty three minutes into an hour and fourteen minute, minute movie. movie. Yes, and finally, as Fievel wanders out of the saloon, all sad, he runs into Wiley Burp right at the almost at the end of the movie. He hasn't been in like the whole movie. Yep. Yeah, 
And he finally runs back into him. So, why Voiced by Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Have we even mentioned this? Yeah, no. Voiced by the great Jimmy Stewart. Maybe that's why he's not in it, because they couldn't fucking Voiced by the sleeping Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) James Stewart. Well, and so when they find him... He is. He sounds like he's asleep. It sounds like he did it from a hospital bed. It really does, (laughs) but... He still manages to like somehow put more emotion oh, than yeah. any actor. It's fucking in this Jimmy movie. Stewart, like it's of course. Fantastic. Um, it, this was actually his last role before he died. All right, I feel terrible. Now. <laughs> All right, so... now I feel awful. <laughs> well, but it's so great because as soon as he starts talking, you're like, oh gosh, like I care about this dog. But yeah. he, he's he's washed up, so he's not the hero that Fievel remembered, and. We don't. Re- this is kind of what I wish they had explored a lot more. Like, why is he washed up? You know, yeah. why is he a drunk? It's more like he's well, old, so there. Uh, well, and Fievel's <laughs> been talking about like so. Even to cat our wall, like Fievel's like Wiley Burp, and then cat our walls like Wiley Burp. Like I'm the law out here. Yeah, he's and a it's nobody. like and it doesn't. Like, it kind of makes it seem like that he's like they're in league or like he's bought him off somehow. No, I think he's like you're. He's a drunk, old, useless. He just guy. doesn't care. He doesn't right, care. Right, yeah. So Fievel. Fievel's chutzpah convinces Wiley Burp to help him. And he, he says, I gotta train someone to act like a dog in order to save everyone. And Fievel's like, well, I can't do it. I'm too small. But let me go get Tiger and you can train him to be well, like a dog? Well, no, no. It's, it's another pun. I mean, basically. It's another pun because he says, I don't know a dog, but I do know a god. Is oh, the yeah. line that he says. Oh, no. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart's like, I'm too but, dog but, but it does, it does, it, it does say that too. It does, it does, I mean, it's a good scene between Fievel and, and Wiley, yeah. and they also spend a ton of money on Wiley burps, uh, uh, burps. Burps. <laughs> they're like yeah. these, they're like these gross 3D animated, like noxious green clouds. Yeah. So then they convince Tiger just to move things along. Uh, and now it's like this whole training montage, right? Basically, of uh, of you know Wiley Burp well, teaching Tiger to be a dog. Yeah, yeah. So it's... I, I get that he wants to train him so that they can beat the cats in battle, but like, why does he have to be trained to be like a dog? Because they wouldn't uh, think he was scary. Otherwise, he's just not a cat. They're not scared of cats. I guess, but it's just so like weird that we like need to train this cat to be a dog also because what do kids think is funny things trying to be something they're not yeah yeah especially Uh, a goofy cat trying to act like a dog which i actually thought was pretty funny and you know during this whole sequence i was thinking like okay i think like if i was a kid i would have thought this was like the funniest shit because you know it's it's basically tiger making a fool out of himself yep. trying to be a dog and then five in the scene laughing his ass off the whole yeah, time five, you know five <laughs> he's, like, he's like ah oh, my friend's so funny he's like my whole family's gonna die <laughs> yeah. i know for a fact <laughs> it's just oh him laughing God. at tiger which is probably right. what i would have been doing too and it was actually really kind of charming and cute I no it's, I it's one of the it's one of the better I, sequences in the movie uh, yeah i don't know but um I will say that the music in this part was really good. Well, because at first a, I was like, "Is this the Cowboys?" But it was like it's a total ripoff of uh, "Hoedown" by uh, Aaron Copeland. Yeah, and um, then it's he, a complete. Then ripoff, I like but I like great. the part where he <laughs> meshes it with like the Papa theme, or right? Whatever, right in the Western, you know. So yeah, that was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, there's this really it, it kind of like builds, builds, and he's like, "Oh, he's learning to be a dog." And then there was kind of this cool shot of them like kicking open this door, and then they're all decked out in their sheriff in their outfits. sheriff. It's outfits. cool, and like there's a really cool. I, I want to mention just like as a technical thing of like uh, uh, 
one of the main components of this is teaching Tiger how to bark, and there's and they do a mine shaft, and there's this echoey thing, and there's this really cool. And the movie does a lot of things with particle effects that become very big in animation later on. Mm-hmm. But like with with the burp, uh, the reason that Fievel can convince Tiger to come out isn't because uh, hey, you're my best friend. Uh, like my family's oh, right. gonna die. It's it's like, hey, I have some of your girlfriend's perfume in my hat. Yeah, and like her perfume becomes like kind of like the succubus like I've got form the, sedu- of the seductive perfume. Yeah, yeah. But 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 that animation is 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 extremely cool and awesome. Yeah, uh, and and so there's there's some light uh, light chef animation and there's it's something that you haven't seen a lot of of focusing on those more natural um, you know particle dynamic effects. Yeah. So they uh, they get them all trained up. And now they're ready to freaking walk into town and have a showdown. And they, they like, get to the edge of town and then just, like, kind of, like, do this short, like, step, 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 step. And then everyone else is just like, oh, shit. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're doing the showdown walk. We better get out of town. And um, they slowly walk like that into town. But as they get closer, they see that all of the mice are... Getting loaded into the top of the saloon, which is psst, a mouse trap. Okay, so <laughs> the, all the mice are in these bleachers, and yeah. the front platform is the mouse trap, and they somehow don't see it. It's because they're so they're, they're too they're like so excited stupid. about Cat oh, Wall's speech or whatever. And especially like even the Maskowitzes, where Fife was like, "This is what's happening." Yeah, so like Cat Wall starts his speech yeah. right, and and he. And there is, like, the tensions building, like, oh, my God, you see that the ribbon that he's going to cut to, like, inaugurate the saloon or, or inaugurate the town um, is, like, attached to the mousetrap, and that's going to set up the trap. And there's this hilarious scene where they're like, is he going to cut it? <laughs> and they keep cutting back to all the different reactions, and you get, like, Tanya, who's like, <gasps> and it keeps cutting to the Moskowitz family, and they're so excited. Like, their faces are just like, yeah! It cuts back to them twice, like like what? Do it, do it. Uh, uh, so so, <laughs> just so just we're, we're we're recording this in in June of 2017, and I I found this to be relatively terrifying of like a real estate person and a red ribbon like cutting a thing and like all these dumb mice being like yeah, like it's gonna be great. Yes, and it's just like oh, this hurts too true. It hurts too true. Yeah. And then, <laughs> out of nowhere, someone shoots the freaking giant scissors out of his hands. Not with a gun. Not with a gun. Yeah. Even though we've seen guns yes, not in with this a gun, movie. But with a slingshot? A slingshot? That's how you say it. Slingshot? And so, so they use their slingshots? Everybody only has <laughs> slingshots. I'm not going to say it like that. No. <laughs> no. Because Except Cat Except for Cat Arwal with a gigantic gun, which they which finally, someone's which like, Which comes okay, out of gotta, nowhere. comes out of nowhere. Yeah, we got to pay attention to scale now, apparently. So the gun's gigantic and Cat Oh, Arwal that's what like, that... I didn't oh, even realize that's was, what was happening. Yeah, I wasn't thinking how dumb it is. Because that's the one time that they cared about scale. Yes. So he's yes. using a human gun. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was a big gun. Oh, wait. Oh, no. So wait, is that... So wait, so wait, that's why Fievel had the dream sequence... Uh, I don't no, know. That makes no, because no because then he has a pop gun after that, so it's a mouse sized pop gun. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Cat Arwal has a giant oh, that's gun, so which is a regular human handgun, but they're like kind of putting it on this like pulley thing to point it around. Yeah, it's almost like a, like a mounted like a like gun on a ship or yeah, something. It's yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So so some of the fighting ensues, but then like suddenly uh, you know everyone they're all surrounded, but we see um, there's another hilarious moment that happens. 
um, that might have topped the whole in his. I'm uh, in a are mouth you gonna thing. sing it though? I can do it. Yeah. Okay, please. So sing like. It. So this this whole time, Miss Kitty and Tanya have been sitting above everyone on the roof for some reason, and um, and <laughs> from that vantage point, they somehow can suddenly realize that it's a mouse trap. Uh, and Miss Kitty's like, "Oh my god, it's a mouse trap!" And then Tanya, out of nowhere, like she one minute teleports. Well, yeah, one minute she's on the roof with Miss Kitty. Second, like cut teleports. She's on the back of the mouse trap, and with she all the people. yeah, all the people are still standing there, like, "What's happening?" And she <laughs> yeah, repair yeah. Obamacare. <laughs> and she she stands there and she goes. Oh, say can you see? You're on a mousetrap. <laughs> and then as soon as that happens, everyone's like, Holy shit, what the fuck, we're on a mousetrap? Oh my god! <laughs> and I was just like, that was another point I had to stop. I had to stop the movie, watching it by myself, laughing, because it was so dumb. It's the worst. It's, it's, it's insane. You're on a mousetrap. Okay, next time we go to a ball game or something, we're singing the that we have to go, Oh, oh say, say can, you can you see that you're, you're on a mousetrap, baby. <laughs> it was too funny. But it was just like, so I, I want to give her credit and say that her plan was to sing the direction to all the mice so that the cat wouldn't immediately shut. Get the fuck out of here! It's a mousetrap! What are you doing? Like, Holy why do I have to sing three parts of nonsense? You gotta leave! We're all gonna die! Because when he hears her singing and he realizes that she's down there, he says, don't set off the mousetrap, my muse is on there and we can't kill her. For some reason. So that I, I want to say that's why she decided to sing. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. But the thing that I hate about it is that you, you see Miss Kitty up there, like, as she's teleporting, you see they're next to each other, she teleports, <laughs> yeah. then Miss Kitty's like, oh my god, it's a mousetrap, it's a mousetrap, she says it, has, says it like five times, yep. even though we've heard the plan four times already. We get it, there's gonna be mouse burgers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so everyone, they, they get off the mousetrap, um, uh, the next thing that happens, I think, is uh, Chula like somehow grabs Miss Kitty and is all like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna drop her! Off this room. Yeah, because this spider can hold a cat. Yeah, totally. Wait, I think you forgot, like, when Tiger and Wily are being surrounded by the cats, and there's, like... I mean, no, little, it's, it's they, some quick... They it's do some, the lazy eye It's thing? some yeah. quick in the dead stuff. Like, no, like, there's a cool, like, shootout with, like, the lazy eye. We did not talk about. The lazy okay, You gotta so give them... Give them the lazy one of the, eye. Because... Because... One yeah, of the main moves. Because it was moves. dumb. <laughs> yeah, dumb. Okay, I was For trying to skip. For some reason, the, 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 the one thing that can stop them is the thing it. we established three minutes before. <laughs> so, like the main move that Wiley teaches Tiger is the lazy eye, which is really not lazy because it looks very labor intensive. Basically, like, just it's, it's like it's like a Tex Avery Wolf ogling a female. Yeah. Like that's what that's their what it eyes is. Pop out. I, I think and... it's basically just a way to give yourself a seizure. Is that that's yeah, that's yeah. what happens? Kind of. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It's well, it makes I, your, you, you guys don't watch The Bachelorette, but for anybody who does, it's basically like the boom yeah. guy where you're like, this person is injuring themselves horribly by doing yes. this. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Boom. I'm doing it for my fans. No, no boom. Screw no you boom guys. Talks. Screw you guys. Okay. Only so. Leon likes the boom guy. Oh my gosh. No, uh, I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did it. Okay, so, um, yeah, so they, they like... scare all the cats away, but then you realize that the Right, Chula is holding Miss Kitty hostage, and, so and he's gonna kill her. And so then, like, um, yeah. So then, Tiger like freaks out and begins kicking all the cats in the balls and like <laughs> sh- slinging them off like rubber bands. He's Bob Barker in those. I cats. mean, that's what he does. The first cat he kicks in the balls. <laughs> 
He goes like, get your hands up, my girl! Ball kick, punch, and then he slingshots his Also, Also, we, we didn't mention that, like, Wiley has made him look like a like a dog. So Miss Kitty oh, right. at this time is like, oh, like, like who's that who's dog that? down there? Yeah. yeah, she's into him now that he looks like a dog, which is... Well, to be fair, uh, she had photos of him on her, yeah. her dressing room. Like, she missed him. She regretted her mistake. Yeah. Not mistake. Right. She, she but regret, even in the beginning of the movie, when she first broke up with him, she was just like, I think I just need a cat that's more like a dog. And was like, <laughs> yeah. What? What does that even mean? Like, know, so, it means foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> now uh, she's into him. Yeah, so... So, um... Yeah, so Tiger is, like, kicking all these cats, and they're going flying, and they're all happening to land right on the, the perfect side of the... Or, the, the actually, not the perfect side. On the mousetrap where, the, oh, yeah. where, like, the bar is. So they're all landing, 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 landing in this pile. And then, um... Fival, who has, at this point, gotten on top of the giant gun, cocked the gun like he knows what he's doing, yeah. and is aiming it at Catterwall, um... And, like, basically forcing him to get on the pile, too, right? right? He, so he gets them all on the pile and then, like, and then much, the gun. Much <laughs> like in the first movie, like, let's get rid of all the cats in an extremely genocidal right. fashion. He Whoa. shoots the gun right at the ribbon because he's expert aim and knows right. how to use guns at his tiny, human small guns. inch. Yeah, human guns. He knows how to cock them. He knows how to shoot them. <laughs> and he knows the, how to aim And has the strength to do so. <laughs> yeah. And he shoots the ribbon, sets off the trap, and all the cats go flying. Yeah, they do the Team Rockets plastic. Yeah, again. and I actually, for a minute, I was like, oh, they shoot them off into space, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they come back down, land in the water tower, which you remember, well, might have been a plot. They actually land in, in a, a mailbag. In the mailbag. Uh, yeah, in a but US it's hanging off bag. the water tower. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the mailbag gets picked up by the train, and Cat R. Wall gets pulled up into the train car and back into the... Well, no, no, first he goes... <laughs> and I was like, oh, snap, this is going to be the sequel. Yeah, yeah. He and gets, it might be. We'll see. Yeah, it could He be. gets pulled into the train car into this ra- same random Same woman, random bosomy woman. bosom. Pussy, 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 pussy. And changes his outfit. Yeah, and then puts <laughs> like a baby outfit. She, yeah. she takes his clothes off and dresses him up like a baby. Um, okay, so yeah, basically the mice and tiger and the dog win. Then, no, then, no, because, because of the water tower. Oh, the water tower breaks. The water tower breaks, and then, and then everything happens in Papa Masquist's dream except for Peter Peter Gabriel. (laughs) Papa Gabriel does not sing, but, but, like, flowers pop up immediately. Yeah, upon contact with water. Yes. Yeah. Just Um, add water to the desert. Why haven't we done this? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, the entire town is now apparently a field of flowers. No, we see that cut, and then it cuts wide to the town, and the town's still, it's the same town. Yeah. Yeah, it's really Um, weird. So, yeah, everyone's all happy. Tiger's with Miss Kitty, and they're kissing or whatever. Papa gets his fiddle back and immediately starts playing the only song he knows, which is the song from the first movie. But then then it turns into a ho version. And then he's like, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and it's it was pretty great. That was hilarious. Um, so then you just see, uh, sorry, uh, you see Wiley kind of just walking off into the distance, all alone by himself. And Fivel's like, "Oh yeah, this guy," and he goes and follows him. And they sit on a rock and have like this. Well, you just need to be yourself. Oh, he, he has all these platitudes. That's, that's, and... that's his last movie. That's his yeah. last movie. Because like, the thing he says is like, he's like, "Every man still insists another man's don't." Yep. He does. He says that, and he says lots of other things. This like, is in 1991. Yeah. So hey, if you were born in 1991, Jimmy Stewart's talking to you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, he, Fievel, so I guess That's the, the end message of the, movie. of the movie is that you should be yourself. 
But none of them were really doing anything that wasn't their self. And then Fievel well, puts well, Fievel so puts Fievel, on his original hat. Yeah, Fievel flips, <laughs> flicks his hand, and the hat flips back into the original hat, yeah. and he realizes that. He's fine with his original hat. And yeah. then Tanya looks into her reflection, like Mulan status, but Takes the, up, the yeah. animation yeah, is she's so like, creepy. She literally <laughs> yeah. removes her face yeah. and puts it into the water. That was weird. That was it's really supposed weird. to be her wiping off the makeup, but it doesn't look like a reflection at all. It just looks like she removes her face like a mask yeah. and puts it in the water. So Very I guess strange. she learns that she doesn't need to wear makeup or right. pursue her dream of singing she's in order to be happy. Own. Yeah. Uh, Roll credits. The end. Well, and but then Tiger really didn't learn that lesson because he was able to get his girl and win everything by acting like a dog. That's true. Right. So I am not I sure. I mean, what it's just was. a kids' movie. Are they supposed to have lessons? No, oh. no. And like, and the, <laughs> and the plot points aren't supposed to make sense. But it's just like there's things in the movie where did they like, know about lessons in 1991? <laughs> Serious question. Okay, <laughs> what are what are your overall? I mean, I think it's clear that we all obviously didn't like this one as much as the first one. I think you guys maybe liked it a little more uh, than I did. I think that this one, um, the beginning is kind of rough, but once it gets to, like, once they actually get to the West for me, I thought it was really fun, but not as, like, impactful as the first movie. It's not, it's not like an instant classic, but I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, if my kid saw this, I would have been mad, you know? I, I would have been no, like, they probably would have thought it was it's, really fun, it's but way there's more, not any deeper level It's way it. more jokey. Like, yeah. It's way yeah. more, it's more, like, like it's separating tunes. itself in a way in, in that, like, it's it's going for laughs. It's not going for, you know, anything deeper or any of the, you know, we were talking about how there was parts of the first one that made us almost tear up. Like, yeah. Like, like it's, it's talking about American land of freedom. And and part of part of the thing that's frustrating is how much it throws that out willfully in the first yeah. ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> that was yeah. my and, kind of and, biggest gripe. And then the and then the second part of it is is that it does make sense that you know if we're talking about this in terms of franchises and what makes sense, like you're going west. There was there was a real reason to do it, and there was a real history to that. And it's kind of shoehorned in there so that they can make Looney Tunes jokes yeah. about like like they, so they can do Wile E. Coyote things. Yep. Like Looney Tunes and lots of characters just going. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and yeah. And, <laughs> and that's the thing that's kind of frustrating about it. And what makes the scenes where they try to have that same gravity and weight feel clunky as shit. Yeah. And I think that that ultimately ultimately it's this weird. It tries to have its cake and eat it too, and it ultimately. Yeah, I would say, like, kind of like what you said, what most disappointed me was just that, like, there's so many stories to tell about the experience in the American West, and they just were just like, eh, just don't tell any of those stories. Let's just take every trope and gag in a Western and, you know, make it with mice instead of, like, there there are plenty of Western stories to tell that they could have done, but I don't yeah. know. Well, let's um, uh, let's just talk a little bit. So it seems like you know we were kind of lukewarm on it, and overall, when the movie came out, it, uh, critics and audiences were also uh, pretty lukewarm. Uh, the The first movie was really successful. This movie, not so much. Also, um, maybe very unfortunately for this film, it happened to uh, premiere the same exact day as Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, so that's <laughs> one thing. So that's mention. a problem. Um, so there was some hefty competition there for sure. And um, yeah, also like I, I know we, we didn't mention this at the beginning, but um, so, you know, the great Don Bluth, he did the previous film yeah. yep. and he is not involved in this movie at all. He started it. He, yeah, apparently. he was. Yeah, he was originally involved and then left uh, due to creative differences, which 
And I, Everyone's I googled everywhere to look for, try and find out what the creative differences were. Probably they want to make a goddamn Looney Tunes movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So another thing related to Beauty and the Beast, and I this is sourced in multiple websites, but I couldn't find like you know from the horse's mouth source. But apparently, John Cleese actually turned down the role of Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast, which was written for him. What? He turned it down to be in Five Will Goes West. Well, this was probably well, okay. Let's let's think let's think that decision through. It was probably I, I a bigger role in Five Goes Spielberg West. Spielberg decision, like he wanted to do it because it was a bigger role, yeah. and because maybe he thought he would get to work with Spielberg. Or American Tale was a big film. At Still, the time. I mean, I mean, it's and it's a, it's a it's a starring role as opposed to supporting. I guess exactly, so, that's what but I wow, he gets I mean, to be the main about, villain. Yeah. Like hindsight, because that would have been great. Like, I, bet, I, mean, I bet he, I bet he thought all. Those and David, puns were David, really funny. Uh, <laughs> David Ogden Styers, who actually does play Cogsworth, he went on to become like a Disney staple. He is in like almost all of the nineties yeah. Renaissance uh, Disney movies, and like still to this day gets to do stuff for them. So it's pretty hilarious. Um, so another oh, um, Tanya, her voice, Kathy Cavadini is. Um, Went on to be Blossom from right. the Powerpuff Girls too. So yeah, they actually for the second movie they got a bunch of the um, original actors back. The Fievel was the same actor, so was uh, Tiger, and so was Mama and Papa. Yeah, all the same people. And then Amy Irving, who plays Miss Kitty, she also is uh, an important role in Yentl, which the Papa voice actor is for yeah. Yentl too. And also, like, she was Steven Spielberg's ex-wife. Right. <laughs> and he got married to somebody else, like, while this movie was being made, which yeah. obviously they probably didn't have to interact, but... Um... Could you tell, uh, Tyler, that um, this movie was co-directed by H.G. Uh, Wells' great-grandson? I did not tell that. <laughs> I, I, I did... I Simon did. Wells? <laughs> That's true. That's real. I'm not making that's kind this. Of, that's kind I'm of awesome. Making this so you're, saying that, you're, you're saying that H.G. Wells' great grandson also directed We're Back. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the remake of Time Machine, or the, that's, the that's, adaptation of Time yeah, Machine. that's Banana Towns USA. But both. Uh, so um, the movie was co-directed by Simon Wells and Phil Nibblink, I think, which yeah. is hilarious. Phil Nibble. Um, but they were both also involved with Disney stuff, right? Kind they of. They did two friends. Yeah. Well, no, they, I mean, they, they did Great Mouse. They were animators on Great Mouse Detective, and then they also did animation for Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. For Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. Roger Rabbit, yeah. Um, but, uh, so, I tried to also find information on how involved Steven Spielberg was, which apparently is, like, not too much, but it did, I did find... He was making find, this in Jurassic Park. Yeah. So <laughs> I, did, I did find some story on the internet uh, that said that... St- the only main thing that Steven Spielberg did was come to direct Jimmy Stewart in the studio specifically. Yeah, uh, there's so. there's actually a few uh, behind the scenes, um, you know, documentaries uh, online uh, from the time period, and they all heavily feature Steven Spielberg, of course, because he's like one of the bigger names on the project. Yeah, but they do show him in the uh, in the the booth studio. in the but, studio yeah. booth, like and, with and Jimmy. We'll, we'll tweet Jimmy those Stewart. out and post them out on social media. Yeah, we can put them yeah. in the show notes yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, so the movie comes out. It doesn't do nearly as well against um, Beauty and the Beast. It actually gets pretty modest uh, amount of money. $20 million, $22 million, yeah. I think, domestic. Well, and I mean, Beauty, but Beauty and the Beast, like, oh my gosh. 
Like, okay, so the official official beginning of the Renaissance is Little Mermaid, but Beauty and the Beast is the one that told you, okay, it's a thing now. Right, right. Like, Little Mermaid wasn't a one-off, you know, like, we're we're here, Disney's back, you know, that kind of thing. And it's funny because in in some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff um, from 91, they still are talking about how, like, um, and some of the reviewers are talking about how, like, full-length animated features are pretty rare, and they were saying, like, it was actually... You know, at that time, it's not like now where there's one every five yeah, seconds. Right. Um, yeah, at that time, they were like saying, oh, it's kind of disappointing that they're both coming out on the same day because they're going to totally split audiences. And mm-hmm. so that seems like I mean, there's an alternate universe move. where it came out on a different day. And well, and, and the last time we talked about like the merchandising of it, this one had way more merchandising. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. There was video games, trading comic cards. books, trading cards, Pizza Hut shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Jr. contest. Oh my god. All sorts of insanity. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? What else were we going to say? Oh, we got to talk about the penis. Oh, the penis, yes. What do you mean, the penis, says the audience? That's me. me <laughs> I'm with you. I'm right there with you. So, funny story. We're, you know, we're doing all sorts of research on this. I, all I did was Google American Tale Fava Goes West, yeah. and it was one of the first articles. Yeah, that so came in, up. in 2014, Jezebel uh, posts this article titled gah there's a hidden dick doodle in american tale um and it turns out that uh one of the animators uh put in you know you know how there is all this stuff about there's a penis in the lion king or yeah, yeah. Or, or, or on, it's on the vhs sex, cover or, of little mermaid Min- yeah. in the castle and, and like some of which, least, there, which there is yeah some of that stuff are kind of <laughs> those like those are okay. at least drawn to the those penis peni are drawn to the yeah the style of the film where this, this is, is like I don't think that's the part. This is no. <laughs> Peni. Yeah. Look that no. up. I don't <laughs> so yeah, this is literally someone drawing a doodle, like they said, of a dick. Right, yeah. right. It's like a pointing a pencil at, scrawled yeah. dick pointing at Tanya's pointing mouth. Pointing at Tanya's when mouth when he when the cat is like raising her to his breast. When she's she's got her mouth open singing, and then for a split second, there's a dick. <laughs> is it like it's like it's like on the wall somewhere? It's like on his, his shirt. shirt. But it's not even like animated. It's just like a black outline, like cartoon. It's really funny too because drawing of a dick. Like. The uh, the could you see it on the Netflix? Yeah. So yeah. The, the Jezebel article like posits that it might be a hoax because we can't really tell. But we, you know, I went and I couldn't get it to actually pause on it, but you can see it. Just Justin Camps. You can. Dick actually I was doing this. See. The Dick Hunter found it. I know. I'm like, I see all dicks. You can actually see the black, the black line pop up. Like, there's clearly something there. I've got infrared sight for yeah. dick doodles. Why is it got to be black? Uh, because no, it's, it's a drawing. It's I an know. outline. <laughs> Just Fine, like guys. A, it's I'm just sorry. like a pencil doodle. I don't know. Do, but anyways, it's there. My, never mind. You don't, you don't want to get into this. You're you don't right, want I to don't, get into this. The, the mice and the bees. We don't have. Yeah. We just don't. Okay. So what? Okay. What is the title? I'm done with this movie. Do you have anything else to say? No. Yeah. All the right. movie was lame. Whatever. <laughs> next. Next movie. <laughs> okay. What? Is, we're gonna now. <laughs> we're running out of steam real quick. There's two more of these. Like we're gonna just be like, like Steven Spielberg. This is Jimmy Stewart's last movie. Steven Spielberg's involved. And we're like, eh, fuck it. Jimmy Stewart's <laughs> in the movie for five minutes. I know. I know it's bad. At I, the I know very it's end. bad. I know it's bad. Okay. Okay. Go, so we're gonna predict the next movie based only on the title. So Justin. What so is? movie three in the American Tale series is called An American Tale: The Treasure of Manhattan Island. <laughs> Okay, 
Tyler, what so, do you think it's about? Based on how this movie ends, what what do you think happens? Like what what's going on here? Well, I think that what happens is that the mouse voices go, ah, the West sucks too. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. I heard they, t- they, they say, and then they get when they get to New York, they say, "We're back." And, <laughs> <laughs> and there's dinosaurs. <laughs> and there's dinosaurs, and they're no, eating no, no, cereal, that's a different and movie. it's taking over their brains. Uh, uh, do we know the year of this movie? Uh, it came out in nineteen ninety eight. Oh. Oh. Okay. It says 1998 slash 2000. I don't so know. I don't, I don't know anything about uh, it. So the treasure of Manhattan. Well, Manhattan those, Island. Well, those are going to be... Those are going to be... Yeah, what is the know, treasure? Uh, it's going to be... Oh, boy. 1998. So, I'm trying to go something topical. <laughs> and, like, I'm going with, like, a Clinton joke. But, like, okay, I'm just not going to do it. But it takes place in, like, what? Like, the... Well, no, he can't get that old, so it still has to be the 1880s. He's still, still going to have a dumb kid's voice. Yeah, so like, it's got to yeah, yeah, be yeah. in the 1880s. So I was going to say, maybe it could be like in the Roaring Twenties, so and that would make well, sense. Well, yeah. there, was, there wasn't a railroad that went out west in the 1880s. I know. But, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess. I'm going to go ahead and guess that they're going to pretend like this movie never happened. And they're right. just going to still be Either, in, in yeah. New York. Oh, really? Either that or, uh, yeah, maybe um, they find out that there well, was no. actually a... There was actually a second baby that they fucking left. <laughs> in Maybe the, they go back they, to no, Tony. No, they they find Curly's gold. No, Tony is They find Curly's gold and then they move river. back to, to New York. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to accept that that Tony in the West is Watch the movie, people. No, Tony no. to Pony. <laughs> Tony to Pony lives. Put up a welcome they home sign. They abandon him in New York and Fievel's going to feel horrible. They're going to come back and... Then well, find treasure. Well, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> we'll find out in the next installment when they find all that Nazi gold on Manhattan Island. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, and I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, thanks, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, as always, you can find uh, Sequel Rights on uh, Facebook at facebook.com/sequelrights on Twitter at Sequel Rights, and if you want to comment on anything you heard today or any episode. You can always email us at sequelrights at gmail.com. We'll see you on Manhattan Island. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.